Welcome to Insider, the official podcast for the city of Murfreesboro. I'm Mike Browning. Our topic, Ascension St. Thomas Rutherford Hospital. And our guest is Gordon Ferguson, president and CEO of Ascension St. Thomas. And Mr. Ferguson, thanks a lot for joining us. Thank you, Mike. Glad to be here. Let's start with uh, the history of Ascension St. Thomas here in Rutherford County and your involvement. Well, I could spend quite a bit of time talking about our history. We've, we've been here since 1927. Uh, when the hospital was first established uh, through a grant from the uh, New York Commonwealth Fund. And uh, it was a a fairly small hospital uh, at that day back located on uh, University Avenue and uh, near MTSU. And uh, that location served as well. Uh, When we Started there 1927 and made several additions to the facility and the campus over the years. But uh, in 1986, the hospital was actually sold to a, a joint venture between St. Thomas Hospital and what was then Baptist Hospital in Nashville. And uh, that was certainly a, a milestone for the facility. It was actually the first joint venture between a Catholic organization and a Protestant organization in healthcare. And so we made uh, some national uh, publications at that, at that time. The, uh, the hospital continued to flourish. Uh, and then I've actually joined the hospital in 1998. And so uh, I've been there now for just about 23 years. Uh, I didn't follow the rule that you don't stay one place for too long, but we have just uh, been in love with this community and with the hospital and certainly have had a lot of great opportunities for growth over the years. Uh, Around uh, 2000, uh, the decision was made for us to look at uh, relocating the hospital. There was planning on the board to expand at the old location but after looking at that and how we were landlocked at that site, uh, we went to uh, our board and to Ascension and were able to buy the acreage from the city of Murfreesboro, uh, what is now Med- Medical Center Parkway. Uh, back then, uh, there was a two-lane road going up uh, over the interstate. Uh, there was no Medical Center Park. Uh, partway interchange and uh, our deal was that uh, the city would help with the infrastructure and the state would put a new interchange uh, called Medical Center Parkway. All that work was done, Uh, it took a few years and uh, then the question became well we've got Medical Center Parkway but we have no medical center (laughs) and so we really uh, turned up the activity and, uh, as I said, received the approval to build a new uh, hospital on what was then a, a greenfield. Well, given the, uh, the prosperity and the success of Medical Center Parkway, you must look back at that decision strategically as one very favorable. Yes, yes. We, we had a, a good feeling about the location. Uh, I think we paid $70,000 an acre back then. The property was about $6 million. Uh, now I, I think uh, it's probably a million dollars an acre, but uh, it was the right thing for our 
healthcare ministry because we, we want to continue to grow with the community. Uh, but I think it did spur a lot of economic development that is now just flourishing with a lot of retail and residential. And we were just glad to be a part of that, that uh, aspect of our history here. How have caregivers and administrators at the hospital dealt with uh, COVID and, and the recovery process and then ways that that's really changed healthcare? You know, it, it has been a, a difficult year and a half now. Um, ironically, the COVID pandemic hit right when we were approaching the end of our expansion project where we added 72 beds. And I remember when we were hearing about the potential impacts of COVID and the increase in hospitalization, uh, we were trying to do everything we could to, to finish up the, the project so that we'd have the additional beds. And looking back on it now, uh, we're, we're glad that it all worked out that way. Um, in terms of how it's changed our way of delivering care, uh, there have been some some very difficult parts about it, but some positive things. On the, on the challenge, I will tell you that I think as we're coming out of the pandemic now, uh, our staff is tired. Uh, our physicians certainly put in a lot of long hours. Our nurses and other uh, support personnel, respiratory therapists, it was a lot to learn to, to put on a lot of more uh, protective gear and just the sheer number of uh, really sick patients. I think at one time our COVID population within the hospital uh, was about 141. Uh, compare that to today where uh, I think we've got two COVID positive patients in, in our hospital. One of the concerns at that time was reaching the capacity or overcapacity of the hospital. How close did you come to that? We, uh, we did reach our full uh, uh, 358 beds. And, and part of that was because our COVID patients uh, tended to stay longer in the hospital. Our average length of stay typically is about four days. Uh, when we looked at our COVID patients, they were staying around an average of 10 days. So we were not able to get that throughput that we normally get without that, that aspect. On the positive side, though, we did come up with some neat um, learning uh, aspects, particularly in the uh, area of telemedicine. Uh, telemedicine has been around for a while. We've got a telestroke program, but we were not seeing a lot of um, adoption of that technology on the outpatient side where instead of going to your physician's office or going to the ER, you could have that virtual visit. And uh, we have seen an uptick in that in our Ascension Medical Group locations. And um, we have also seen a fairly significant reduction in our ER volumes. Now they are coming up to some degree, but uh, not, we were not where we were pre-COVID. And frankly, you know, it's not a bad thing for patients to get the right level of care uh, in the right location. And so some patients that may have come to our ER in the past, I think are now maybe going to a, an urgent care clinic or doing a virtual visit. Uh, how much of 
telemedicine really has to do with the acceptance of the patients themselves. I would think you could almost do an annual checkup as long as you had your blood work, but it's the acceptance of it. That's correct. And I, I think you'll, as you can imagine, I think with our younger population, they're, they really like it a whole lot better. And in fact, just you know, do it on their telephone uh, or their cell phone. I think with the older population, the, the technology is maybe a little bit more difficult for acceptance, but but we are we're seeing a good number of uh, virtual visits. How concerned are you now? It's in the news heavily out of India with the uh, the variants of COVID, and Delta is spreading, I think, fairly rapidly in some places. So, what are you expecting here, and what are your fears? I guess we are we are hoping that uh, we will not see the surge that we saw back last year and the beginning of this year. Uh, what I have uh, read and understand is that the, those that have been vaccinated uh, will have a good level of protection against this uh, Delta variant. Those that have not been vaccinated, and I think particularly the younger population, I think are suspect to, to, to getting this, uh, the potential of getting this variant. And that's why we continue to make a plea to our staff at the hospital and to our community uh, to, to get the vaccination. Uh, at the hospital, I believe we ended up doing about 30,000 vaccinations. And we so appreciate the staff that came in and helped us set that program up. We re received a good number of compliments about the efficiency of how easy it was to come in, get the vaccination, and leave. But there still are a good number of uh, individuals in our community that, that are not vaccinated and we were just particularly with the news about this um, Delta variant that we'd love to see more people continue to get vaccinated. I know some people have been fearful of maybe what impact it might have or the the drawbacks of the vaccine but then more and more people have done it and they seem to be fine so yes there's no reason not to do it. That That's my opinion uh, that's what we hear from our physicians and uh, again when you consider maybe some of the uh, implications that we have heard, they're, they're minor compared to the number of individuals across the country and the world that have been vaccinated. There's been news uh, at Ascension St. Thomas of a new uh, cardiac surgery program. What does that mean for the community here in Murfreesboro? This really has been a, a long-term vision of ours. Uh, uh, cardiac surgery is... It's certainly a complicated procedure, but it's one that's been uh, well tested and shown to be very effective in the treatment of heart disease. For our community, what this means is that uh, if you needed this procedure uh, today, uh, you would need to go uh, into Nashville uh, for that surgery. Uh, with our uh, cardiology group here, St. Thomas Heart, uh, we felt the time was right to approach the state for a certificate of need approval for Rutherford to be able to, to do this procedure at our campus. And so we uh, submitted the application. Uh, we are very grateful to the individuals, the leaders, and uh, others that wrote letters of support for our application. And uh, we were not opposed, and it was a unanimous vote just last week. Uh, for us to move forward. So we will be uh, recruiting for two uh, tr very well-trained cardiovascular surgeons, and uh, we've got the capacity within our operating room suite and within the, 
critical care unit to do the procedure. Uh, it's about a $5.6 million uh, commitment for equipment, and then we'll certainly be adding additional staff uh, that will be trained to do this procedure. But we're very excited uh, to do this. We do a lot of interventional uh, cardiac procedures today, and uh, but not everybody uh, is uh, appropriate for that procedure. Some patients need to go forward with the the more invasive uh, open heart surgery. So is it right to say that, that this cardiac unit will mainly be for scheduled type procedures? Um, obviously you deal with heart attacks and things like True. that at the hospital. Yes. This will be more for scheduled. A lot will be scheduled. However, there'll be some who come in in a very acute uh, stage of um, heart disease that, that um, again, if the um, interventional procedure does not apply, then they would be taken straight on to surgery. And we had one of our uh, local uh, community leaders who had that very situation where he was brought to our hospital and it was determined that he needed uh, open heart surgery and then was rushed to St. Thomas West and uh, was taken care of and is doing very well today. So yes, there are instances where it is a considered a very urgent procedure. I assume this was probably several years in the making with the certification process. Are there other things like that that you're working on for the future? There are several things. We uh, have recently brought in uh, some additional neurosurgeons uh, that will be joining the Hal Allen group here with um, our, our existing uh, neurosurgeons, Dr. George Lynn and Mike Moran. Um, we are in the planning stages for a level two trauma designation. Uh, this is something that, that we have, again, been looking at for a few years and have brought in uh, four board-certified uh, trauma surgeons. Uh, we've still got a few pieces to put together in the puzzle to uh, launch this program, but uh, it would be great for us to maybe come back and share more information about that when we're closer to, to implementation, but we're excited about that. There's a, the only other level two facility in Middle Tennessee is uh, Skyline, uh, up in the north side of Nashville, and it's just given where we are relative to I-24, uh, we're the largest hospital between Nashville and Chattanooga, and we just felt that in order for us to serve this community, this would be the right thing to do, and it's a huge investment we're making, again, in terms of personnel and equipment, but uh, uh, again, we feel that it's the right thing to do. So that's exciting news. Um, I guess you answered partly my follow-up question would be, if, if we don't have a level two now, then people have to go to Nashville. Correct. Is that, is that right? Yeah, Nashville or Chattanooga. And then we've also heard about um, a new neighborhood hospital because the Blackman area or west of I-24 is growing so rapidly. Share Correct. that with us. Last August, uh, we received another certificate of need approval to build what we're calling a neighborhood hospital. And uh, this will be the first of its kind in the state of Tennessee. Uh, as part of Ascension, we've got other neighborhood hospitals in states like Wisconsin, Texas, Indiana. Uh, but this facility will be located just south of 840 on Veterans Parkway. Uh, in the West Lawn community. It will be a two-level facility. On the ground level, there'll be a full-fledged uh, emergency room with eight treatment rooms. 
and then adjacent to that will be uh, an eight-bed inpatient facility, uh, all, all one structure. And then on the second level, which is shelled space right now, we're hoping to build out some clinic space there. But uh, we are working with our architects right now. Our current timeline is that we would be breaking ground in October and then that the building would be complete uh, fall of 2022. So it's a, an exciting project for us. It will actually be located adjacent to a new building that's being constructed by Tennessee Orthopedic Alliance. And in that building, we will have a joint venture surgery center uh, that will be devoted to outpatient orthopedic procedures. And uh, that project is just coming out of the ground now. And then we uh, will be located adjacent to a future development uh, being put up by Murfreesboro Medical Clinic. So in that Shores Road and uh, Veterans Parkway area, we'll have a kind of a small medical campus there to take care of that growing portion of our population. Well, you can't hear about all of these projects and things you're doing and not know that you're committed and dedicated to this community. We are. You know, this yes. is something that you want to serve this community with. It, it is, and it's a privilege to do that. Um, as I mentioned, we've been here since 1927, and we are very grateful to our parent company, Ascension, for the capital investment that's been, been made in our new facility and in, in other outpatient uh, facilities that really we're trying to get the healthcare placed where it's most convenient. You know, there's a, a lot of expectations about access, and we want geographically to be accessible, but also from a cost perspective, we want care to be provided in the most cost-effective setting. Well, Gordon, thanks for being with us. Thanks for your commitment to our community. Thank you, Mike. It's a pleasure to be here. Appreciate your time. For more information on Ascension St. Thomas, visit ascension.org. We've been highlighting Ascension St. Thomas Rutherford Hospital, originating this podcast from City Hall. Thanks for listening to The Insider via Podbeam, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Amazon Music Audible. You can also watch this Insider podcast on YouTube. Our producer is Michael Nevels. For more information on the fast-growing city of Murfreesboro, visit www.murfreesboro.tn.gov. Insider is the official podcast for the city of Murfreesboro. Until next time, I'm Mike Browning. Thanks a lot for joining us.